So this is the first Sunday when we're celebrating ordinary time together. Last Sunday with the Epiphany, that was, um, that was still within the Easter season, but now we're in uh, ordinary time. And, you know, this time of the church, the liturgical calendar, it's not a season of preparation like Lent or Advent is. And it's not a celebratory season either like Easter or Christmas. And I think many people think that ordinary time, it just uh, simply means common, like, like, like a filler space in between these other seasons. But, yeah, that's not it. Uh, it comes from the word ordinalis, which means a series of numbers. And it really speaks about the ordered life of the church. Uh, it's an ordered life that's ordered to the person of Jesus Christ. So this is a number time in our liturgical year. Just because it, um, like ordinary, we, we associate it with like, you know, common, not special. It's not the case. An ordered time, a number time. You could even say that your life is numbered. The days of our lives are numbered at a time which we don't know, none of us. God will call us home. And it's with heavy hearts that we gather uh, this morning, this time of mourning. Um, as we mourn the loss of yeah, one of our family members, our, our younger brother in Christ, Garen Hagen. At the candlelight vigil yesterday in front of the ice, ice rink, um, yeah, it, was a powerful, yeah, it was a powerful service. Uh, so many young people uh, attended and, and they, had, they had candles. And, yeah, basically I told them, this is not a time when things make sense, this uh, horrible tragedy. Um, it's a time of faith. It's a time when we lean on our faith uh, to God to give us strength and peace. And I told them the candle that they were holding is very symbolic. Uh, Gavin, who was, who was baptized, and he received the light of Christ, you know, from the Easter candle, right, which we light during the Easter season and during baptism and also during funerals. Um, yeah, Gavin, who had the light of Christ, that his life was not extinguished by death. You know, the light of Christ you know, it, yeah, it burns brightly, even in death. So, yeah, there, this Mass especially let us lift up uh, Garen in our prayers as well as his family. In ordinary time, we have, uh, it's symbolized by the color green. So, you know, I'm wearing green. We see green and and the altar. And green is the color of growth, right? We associate it with uh, the color of plants and trees, right? It says it's the color of life. And the reality is that 
most growth in our lives, it takes place in ordinary, everyday ways. And many of the saints refer to the daily grind as a place where holiness and love are most commonly witnessed, you know, rather than heroic or exceptional moments. Of, cro- of course, growth happens in those moments as well. So it's important for us to know that God is present and he's working with us and in us in the most mundane moments as well as the grand moments of life. So let's keep this in mind throughout the year, throughout ordinary time. An ordinary time is not a time to get comfortable and rest on our virtues, but it's a time of growth, growth in holiness. In our gospel, we heard St. John the Baptist proclaim, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. This is familiar to us, right? We hear it often on a regular basis. We, we say it. Um, actually, we might not say it, but we, we hear it, right, at every Mass. But what is this phrase, these words, what, what do they mean exactly? The Lamb of God taking away the sins of the world. And it goes back to the Old Testament. Uh, sacrifices in the Old Testament, they were a way in which people offered something of God's creation, so animals, in this case, in return to the Lord as an expression of their desire to be in communion with God. And there were different purposes for animal sacrifice. This was a common practice, common thing uh, in the Old Testament. So among the purposes would be like thanksgiving to God. Animals were also sacrificed for forgiveness, asking for forgiveness of sin, and to seal a covenant relationship with God. To be the Lamb of God means to be the Lamb of sacrifice, the animal that's being sacrificed. And it's Jesus, the Son of God, who sacrificed himself on the cross on Calvary. Jesus is the sacrificial Lamb who takes the sin, who takes away the sin of the world. Why? How come? Why did he do this? So that all people may be saved. In our first reading from Isaiah, the Lord speaks, I will make you a light to the nations, nations plural, that my salvation may reach to the ends of the earth. Right? His salvation is meant, God wills that all people be saved. And this was, a, this was a theme last week in our readings in the Epiphany. Like God manifested his love for all people through his son, Jesus, Lord. But what if I'm a sinner and I've done horrible, horrible, unimaginable things? Christ came to call sinners, not the righteous. Christ came to call and to save you and I from our sin. Even if I'm a convicted murderer, yes, God loves you 
and wants, he desires to be in communion with you. Okay, but what about, what about other people? Now, you know, the people that the church seems, being the key word, seems to be singling out and excluding. What if I'm pro-abortion? God loves you and wants to be in communion with you. What if I'm gay? God loves you and wants to be in communion with you. What if I'm a trans person? God loves you and wants to be in communion with you. And that's the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ that he suffered and died for the forgiveness of sins. So if you accept this good news that Jesus came to call and to save you, if you accept that Jesus is Savior and Lord, if you accept that he is the way, the truth, and the life, then you have to die. Just as he died for you, you have to die for him. You have to die to your will, your way, your desires, your agenda. And because Jesus is Lord and not a government leader, we cannot rewrite the Constitution based on our personal feelings and attractions. Dear brothers and sisters, as we enter more deeply into this sacred mystery, this sacrifice of the Lamb, let's behold the Lamb of God, not just with our eyes when the Eucharist is elevated on the altar, but let's behold Jesus, the Lamb of God, with our hands as we receive him in communion and with our hearts so that we may testify that he is Savior and Lord of all people.